0: everyone and welcome to the Intrepid English podcast. I'm Lorraine and today I'm talking to Intrepid English teacher Kate about her experience teaching English in Mexico, her other travels and some really interesting recommendations for books, TV series and
1: podcasts.
0: I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thanks for joining the podcast today Kate. Thank you for having me. Um, Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, So my name is Kate. I grew up in a little village in Leicestershire in England. Um, I studied English and American literature at university. And when I finished, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So a friend and I ended up going travelling. We went to New Zealand and we ended up staying there for a couple of years. After that, I came home for a a couple of months and then i ended up going to mexico i was there for almost 3 years and that's where i became an english teacher um i'm now i'm back in the uk i've been back for a couple of months now and i'm continuing to teach english i'm teaching english online wonderful thank you
0: um so you had 2 years in new zealand and almost 3 years in mexico they're very yeah. different places aren't they
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, New Zealand is pretty much as far away as you can get from England, but culturally it's quite similar. Uh, whereas Mexico is, is completely different. <laughs> in New Zealand, I was traveling quite a lot and I worked in hospitality. Yeah, I was a backpacker. I was on a working holiday over there. And in Mexico, I, I had a different experience. So I was teaching English. That's where I began teaching English. Um, and, I, I loved it there as well. It's just really, it's two different experiences. Mm. Do you miss anything about living in Mexico? Yeah, I miss the some of the food. Um, I miss the people, they're really friendly. I miss um, teaching children because I used to work in a primary school uh, where I taught first grades. So that was really fun and I kind of miss that. Okay, so tell me about your experience of teaching English in Mexico. So I began in a school just nearby where I was living. With the training of that, I kind of got the training of how to teach grammar and um, yeah, how to structure lessons and everything. And I kind of gradually branched out from that into a number of different language institutions in the city. And then a friend of mine who I knew from teaching told me about a job opportunity at a primary school. Uh, So I decided to apply for that, even though I'd never worked with kids before. So I was a little bit unsure about that. But um, yeah, I got it and I ended up uh, loving it. And it was just a a really great experience. So you,
0: you mentioned that you were learning Spanish as well in Mexico. So how do you find your knowledge of Spanish informs your teaching of English?
1: I guess... I, I can understand from the learner's point of view what it's like to want to learn a, a new language. And knowing about English grammar helped me to apply that to learning Spanish. So, yes, yeah, so a lot of the grammatical structures are the same or similar with English and Spanish. So that helped me a lot. And just kind of knowing that um, sometimes you can't really do a direct translation from one language to another. So understanding that for myself from my own learning and from teaching as well. Is
0: there a specific area of English that you really love to teach?
1: Uh, I like to teach idioms because there's not really any grammar involved in that. It's just it's quite an advanced English and once you get to that point it's just understanding sort of the culture of that language as well.
0: I, I love teaching idioms as well when I when I use an idiom in my classes I then explain what it is and often the students ask me oh where does that come from um so I've actually got quite into learning the origins of idioms some of them are quite funny some of them are quite dark okay Uh, it's been around for a few hundred years well
1: yeah yeah Yeah. sometimes it's quite logical and sometimes it's just you can't really imagine why it means that.
0: Yeah, and a
1: lot of them come from
0: things that we no longer do that much anymore. Things like sailing, a lot of them come from farming and things like that. Yeah. So we we maybe don't do those practices anymore, but um, we still have those idioms. Yeah,
1: and some idioms, they're also the same in another language, but that's quite cool.
0: It. In my experience, knowing a second language has helped me to teach English. And even I start to recognise certain words which are false friends or false cognate, um between English and, in my case, German. Um, mm-hmm. There are quite a few funny ones as well between English and Spanish, aren't
1: there? Um, there's quite a few which are, are pretty common, and then I've kind of learnt to recognize them now through experience. Um, for example, actualmente means currently. So students would often say, instead of currently I'm studying English, they would say... Actually, I'm studying English, uh, so that's one that I've had to correct a few times. Between German yeah. and
0: English as well. They say "actuel," which means currently. Okay, well. yeah. Uh,
1: also, the word idioma, it, in Spanish it means language, but in obviously in English we say idiom, it means a, a small phrase or a saying. So that's another one that people often get confused about.
0: What do you like most about teaching English?
1: Uh, well, I, I like to meet new people from different places and different cultures. And I like to learn and be able to communicate with these people. And I think with teaching, it sounds really cliche, but you're also learning at the same time. So that's something that's really nice. And yeah, learning about my students and teaching one-to-one means that you're able to personalize the lesson to their... Their goals, but also their interests. So you can talk about things which are um, really of interest to them, and and have discussions about that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I find basing your English lessons on on an interest of the student really helps them to to get into it and enjoy it and forget about focusing so much on trying to to create perfect language and instead work on their fluency and confidence
1: yeah exactly just like expressing yourself and getting your opinion across really it's- the important thing
0: so often mm-hmm. um, students get bogged down in the grammar being perfect which is mm-hmm. you know it's good to make sure your grammar is correct uh, especially when you're well, you're writing in english but yeah. equally fluency is also incredibly important and when you've got a one to one lesson online with a teacher who knows you quite well and you can have fun that really helps the students confidence to to increase.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, grammar is obviously, it's important and it's kind of the building blocks of language, but it's important also not to get too fixated on that, I suppose. Do
0: you have any good advice that you'd like to offer to English language learners?
1: Um, I guess my advice would be just to try and immerse yourself in as much of the language as possible and the culture as well. So you know listen to podcasts uh watch tv series in the language that you want to learn uh read books if if you like reading um, listen to music which uses that language and that will help your ear to adjust to the language more and for it to become more like to come more naturally to you i suppose that's from my experience of of learning
0: I often recommend that students uh, watch TED Talk um, because yeah. the standard of English is is much higher than a lot of movies, for example. But if they're not really into TED Talks, if they don't really like them, then, yeah, movies and TV shows are absolutely fine. Because if you force yourself to, to practice in a certain <laughs> way, you'll soon lose motivation. Um, but if you yeah. can practice in a way that you enjoy then you've got a much better chance of um, keeping the good habit going.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should watch something that you enjoy or read something you enjoy if you're just forcing yourself to read something that is not really of interest to you just because it's in English, it's not going to work.
0: Can you recommend any particular books, podcasts or films for the students that you think would be, you know, what are you really into at the moment?
1: At the moment, I'm watching Modern Family, which is a series um, on Netflix, which is a comedy series. Um, yeah, for, for a series, I, I quite like comedies. Uh, I like a lot of British comedies. I'm quite a fan of Peep Show, but that's quite old now. I feel like there's always a relevant quote for, <laughs> for any life situation that you get into. You can think about a Peep Show quote. Yeah books I mean it it depends really what what you're into um a lot of the classics so 1984 I love that book um The Catcher in the Rye uh, I wrote about in my dissertation I mean I I like Shakespeare but that's a bit (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that necessarily um Podcasts. Well, for podcasts, I guess there's a podcast for really literally anything out there. Mm -hmm. So just kind of search what you're interested in. I like comedy podcasts. Um, you can also find true crime podcasts. Some of them are quite interesting. Political podcasts, news. I definitely recommend that. And also with podcasts, you can kind of listen to it in the background, even whilst you're doing something else. So you're kind of passively. Absorbing the language at the same time yeah. it's a very
0: different skill, isn't it? Listening for detail and really trying to note down any new vocabulary and grammar and things like that, um, yeah. and when you you have something plain in the background it's it's just teaching your your ear to get used to the the accents yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I particularly love um story collider um it's basically stories by different people. Um, normally they're about 15 minutes long and they're they're often based on science but it could be any area of science could be medicine or physics or anything really and it's it's accessible to everyone even if you don't know anything about science which is me i don't know anything about science i really enjoy (laughs) neither also the ted radio hour is often quite good because they collate different ted talks on a particular theme uh, mm-hmm. that's from npr a lot of things from npr are good for uh, students who want to get used to the you know the us accent yeah okay uh, and it's okay if you don't understand everything it's Yeah. Never, even if you just kind of get the general theme the general gist then um, that will add value and over time you'll you'll understand more um, yeah Yeah, it's a process, isn't it? It's about enjoying the process.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, One last thing before you go, Kate. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners? Um,
1: Well, just thank you very much for listening to my podcast and I'm looking forward to hopefully working with you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Check out the episode notes for links to all of the great recommendations from Kate and I. Find out more about Kate on her Intrepid English profile page and book a free trial lesson with her to talk about how she can help you improve your English today. Thanks for
1: listening.